to the Highlander Rewatch podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amon. All right, and welcome to Corona Chronicle number six. We've been doing a lot of these. Been six, doing of six, six of them, in fact. In fact, that is a lot. That's, yeah. that's more than I would have cared to do at the beginning of the pandemic. That's true. So, middle, <laughs> uh, so to remind all the listeners, uh, we're kind of taking a break from our regular season six coverage. Um, so just, you know, because we're not able to be in the studio together, uh, we want to give you the best show we can when we get back into season six. Um, so we're just taking a break while we all have to be quarantined and, uh, you know, chatting about how life is. And we're going to be plowing through some reader mail that has uh, been piling up on the shelves. So. Yeah, it's great. It's a, finally a, a benefit from having a backlog of, of listener mail. That's right. Have you guys been holding up? Pretty good. Um... I've been testing testing the waters of where I can go with that mask and, and stirring up trouble. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. where, where have you gotten the most uh, pushback? Uh, probably uh, the Kroger. The Kroger? <laughs> emergency room. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah, the emergency room. No, uh, I haven't been doing that. I've, I've been inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's a good thing watching lots of cartoons like an adult 35 year old man what hey, cartoons have you been watching ditto yeah uh, i've been watching samurai jack i'm nice. finally on season five which is really good if you haven't seen that nice that i just added that to my queue uh on youtube tv oh yeah uh, that's nice. all on there it's really good but season five is really good cool uh i watched some of the Disney's Gargoyles cartoon. That's in my queue to watch. <laughs> oh, was, is it an age of fear? It is. An age of gargoyles. Really, well, all we remember about that is the opening sequence and Jonathan Frakes is the villain. His yes. name begins with like an X for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and he, he's not like doing a voice. He's just Jonathan Frakes. Like, I expect him to be like, you know... Did you ever, what are those Beyond Belief Fact or Fiction? Oh, yes. I love those. Yeah. Like those intros where he just like rides in on a like scooter or something. <laughs> Did you see the slowed down version of them? I might have sent that to you guys. Oh, I don't know if I've I seen that. I, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Somebody took all of like a, a huge series of those intros and slowed his voice down so much. So it makes him sound really drunk. And it's, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen. Have you ever responded <laughs> to a voice and then turned around and there was no one there? And like, it's just like fifty of those in a row. That's good. And it's like really funny at first, then it wears thin, and then it becomes hysterical again. That sounds great. Yeah, it's it's a real winner. The weird thing about Samurai Jack and gargoyles, if I can um, vamp a little bit for a minute, <laughs> is, uh. Like, the, all they ever fight are robots. Naturally. Because they can't, like, kill people. On right. But on Samurai Jack, like, he's, like, hacking the robots to pieces. <laughs> like, oils flying everywhere. <laughs> and on Gargoyles, it's like the Ninja Turtles, where, like, they, all they can do is throw bad guys. <laughs> Unless it's a robot. Like, there's one episode where there's a Xanatos robot for some reason, and Goliath, like, He's the main gargoyle. He like takes, <laughs> uh, 
he takes Xanatos's head and like crushes it in between his claws, mm-hmm. and like he shrieks before his head explodes. And oh, I'm sh- Jesus Christ! Did he know it was a robot, or was he just trying to pop his head like a melon? I don't know. It was like <laughs> kind of fucked up. Wow. Um, but gargoyles is definitely like, it's not like, this is like the nerdiest thing I'll ever have said. Like Samurai Jack is a cartoon like everyone can enjoy. Like all ages can watch that cartoon. Gargoyles for the most part is like, it's for kids. Like it's yeah. it's not really, you can't really rewatch it as a 35 year old man. Uh, and get that much out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it There are some good episodes, but yep. I will cool. delete that from my Disney Plus queue. <laughs> you know, I'm, I might be wrong, but I kind of felt the same as you did on the X-Men cartoon, Kyle. Uh, yeah, that, that held up so strangely. Yeah. The X-Men cartoon, though, is just, like, unintentionally very funny. Yeah, like, all the time. Yeah. There was a, the Morlock Christmas episode. Oh, mama. <laughs> is that where Wolverine's carving the turkey? Oh, yeah, with his, with his claw. And it was meant to be like him carving the turkey with his claw, but this doesn't look right. Yeah. There's also a lot of like whatever they decided to do with Gambit's voice in that episode is just amazing. Like his obsession with cooking. Gambit does not make TV dinners. Oh damn. <laughs> a little jambolai. <laughs> it's oh what a treat. The raping <laughs> Cajun. James Carville, my favorite (laughs) X-Men. He's balder than Professor X. That's his... uh, Yeah. Is Cajun, like, an ethnicity? Yes. I think it's, like, no other X-Men, like, goes by their, like, ethnicity. (laughs) Like, the... (laughs) I can't even think of one. The tireless Irish. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, but, yeah, those are my cartoon thoughts. Thirty-five right? year old man. Mm. Oh, Ava, we've been, I, I, I for one have been enjoying your uh, recent cartoon cartooning endeavors. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, basically, it seems like you've stepped up your uh, your output lately. It's been really fun. I have. Uh, so my scanner broke. Uh, so I got an iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil. And uh, I've been uh, using the program Procreate, and that has helped me draw more so I don't go crazy during these times. Eamon, what is your uh, Instagram handle if people want to follow you? Oh, yes, it's uh, Eamon B. Doc. (laughs) All right, yeah, Eamon B. Doc. Check it out. These cartoons are very funny. Yeah. Also, I love that you posted a picture of the Phantom and just said comments disabled. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to hear no flack on the Billy Zane Phantom movie. I like that movie. I'm with you, man. That movie is so bad. It's I enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't say it's not bad. I just said I enjoy it. But I also don't think it's bad. I, like it. It, I think it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. It's very cheesy. But intentionally so, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Isn't that a Robert Evans production? Oh, I believe it is. I think it is. How about that? The kid stays in the picture. That's right. He's dead. Throwing some muscle behind that movie. Mm-hmm. You, remember still the Robert, you remember the Robert Evans cartoon? It's remarkable. We lived in a time when they thought, let's make a, car- a comedy cartoon 
about a famous Hollywood producer. Yeah. I do I not remember this. I watched that cartoon. I did too. It was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. I have to look it up now. All right. Kyle, what have you been doing while Eamon uh, Googles things? What have I been doing? I've finally been playing some more video games, which has been nice. I nice. Too, Me too. Like, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing this game Slay the Spire, which is Italian chef kiss. Uh, it's like an indie like deck building kind of game that's like punishingly difficult. Like you die all the time, but it's really satisfying and extremely addicting. Uh, so I've been doing that. I finally beat the Shadows over Mordor game. I have, I have lots of thoughts about its ending. Uh, Gandalf? It's fun. It's made me want to rewatch the Lord of the Rings uh, movies, though. And what else have I been in it? What's that? Can you be a halfling in it? You cannot. You, what? You play a ranger of Gondor possessed by a ghost. Ooh. Um, and, like, I don't know. The, the plot gets very strange very quickly, but, like, you can take over orcs' minds in a way that makes me uncomfortable because that sounds very evil. You might not be a good guy. Mm. Yeah, wow. But, uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh and then, uh, I don't know, other than that, I've been playing a lot of Commander still. There's a new uh, bit of software out there called Spell Table that's optimized for playing during quarantine. Uh, and that's been totally amazing. Uh, so yeah, those are, those are my updates. And I've been watching Dragon Ball Super, because I too am a child. Nice. How's uh, that? It's okay. It's weird. It's got a lot of fan service in it, but they let Krillin do things, so I'm all I'm all on board. I all do like Krillin. Krillin. Huh? I do like Krillin. Damn straight. Keith has no idea what we're talking about. Nope. It's okay, though, because I also don't care, so. <laughs> Talk away. Krillin is Goku's best friend, Keith. Oh, it's friendship. I'll let Keith, friendship what thrive. What are your thoughts on friendship, Keith? <laughs> it seems good. Seems good. You're lightly broken. I've never experienced it oh. myself. And, oh, and I guess on a more serious note, watched Plot Against America. What and is that, that? Huh? What's that? It is the HBO miniseries based on a Philip Roth novel by the same name uh, that envisions uh, an alternate history in which Charles Lindbergh unseats uh, FDR for his third term. And, huh. Uh, horror ensues, wow. but it is a very slow burn um, about just, like the potential rise of fascism in America. It's very dark, but mm. it's incredible. Uh, it's really well done. Winona Ryder's in it. She's great. Uh, I love Winona. And who's the who's the uh, pizza shop guy from uh, Papa John? Do the right thing. Oh, uh, he just died this year. Um, He's still alive, the the younger guy in that movie. Oh, John Turturro? John Turturro's in it and plays an amazing and tragic character. Mm. Uh, Very good. Could could not recommend it enough. Good, good, good. I saw John Turturro at a farmer's market in Brooklyn when I was too much of a wuss to approach him. What was he buying? Some uh, rainbow kale or chard? He was buying uh, 
I think that is what he was buying. See? How did you know? I, it comes through in his acting. <laughs> so that's, a, that's a great point. Yep. Uh, uh, He's always so, eating rainbow chard in his movies. Rainbow chard. I, uh, to the plot against America, I follow the writer of that show, David Simon, on Twitter. Yes, it's the guy who did The Wire oh, and Renee is behind it. Yeah, he's good. And I saw these people tweeted at him like, I'm not watching your show because when they said the Pledge of Allegiance, they don't say under God. Uh -oh. That's part of the pledge. And he's like, yeah, that was added after this date. This show right. took place before that. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. That um, is funny. Because people are idiots. <laughs> that in like 54, the entire show takes place in like the 30s and the beginning of like the, the late 30s, beginning of the 40s. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, use this thing called Google that is probably like right next to your tweet thing. <laughs> yeah, like it, it would have taken less effort for you to, for them to figure out they were wrong than to tweet at him. Right. Right. Mm. But, yeah. So that, that Robert Evans cartoon was called Tid Kid Notorious. That's Kid right. Notorious. And he was like, was he very small? Was the animation squat or no? Am I misremembering that? And getting confused with shorties watching shorties. I think you might be. They, okay. just, they just said big heads. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Wow. And I can't believe I watched this cartoon that only has nine episodes. Is it streaming now? Can people go to their YouTube and see this? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Kid Notorious. Well, Eamon looks for that. Uh, I've been playing some video games. I've been playing uh, the PlayStation 4 uh, Rayman game. Oh, how's that? Fantastic. It's a beautifully animated game. It's funny. It's easy to play. It's great. Uh, previous to that, I played a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Uh, I think I've mentioned my love of Sonic on this <laughs> podcast before. Yeah. Uh, but I also full well know that most of the games are terrible. Uh, this was perhaps the worst. I got Sonic Forces a number of weeks ago because uh, it was very cheap. And oh boy, this game stinks. It's awful. I was <laughs> yelling at the TV. It sucked so bad. Uh, nice. Sounds about right. So I blew through it. I'm never going to play it again. Yep. Big shrug oh, on that. Oh, the thing you did. Yeah. Get those rings, baby. Jim Carrey. I still have not seen that movie, that film. I was going to see it, and I saw 1917 instead. That seems oh, like the right move. Yeah. 1917 was great. Loved it. It was very good. It was very good in the theaters as well. I was yes. glad I saw on the biggest screen. That was the final movie I saw in theaters prior to this lockdown. I think the final one for me was The Invisible Man, which I saw right after 1917. Mm, uh, the movie I saw was Cats. Ooh, <laughs> Jellicle. That's right. It was worth it, though. I had fun. Mr. M Release Mr. the butthole cut. Oh, yeah, the butthole. Are Release you guys excited about that Justice League news? Or do you uh, not care? Finally, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> fucking, no, that sounds like it's going to be a worse version. Like, if there's one thing I feel in my bones, it's that more Zack Snyder will make this mo uh, an already poor movie worse. How about spending $30 million on uh, putting it all together? Retweets? We got to be careful. We don't want these Snyder Cut guys after us. That's right. They are insane. The Snyder Cut us. <laughs> They're insane, these people. I don't understand 
I, I don't see the appeal of Zack Snyder just as a general concept, so I really don't understand why, like, people are so amped to see his version of this shit film. I mean, I, I honestly am just curious. Like, how often do we get to see two versions of, like, the same movie? Like, I think I mean, that'll be interesting more, to see yeah, what Joss Whedon changed and stuff. Uh, yeah. I was texting my friend about this last night, oddly enough. Uh, and I said, the only... The only way I still haven't seen Justice League the movie, like well, it stinks. <laughs> You're about to get a double header. Yeah. Oh, I should watch them both side by side. I said I would watch it if they put Henry Cable's mustache back. <laughs> wow. Then I would watch it. I I do not care for that guy. Superman with the mustache. Yeah. Though I thought he was I thought he was good in The Witcher. I do not care for his Superman like mm. one bit. I don't, I don't like it either that much. He was good in Mission Impossible, whatever. Oh, I don't think um, I saw that one. They haven't seen The Man from Uncle? No. Oh, I heard that was good. I, I heard you. that was good too. Reader mail. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of reader mail about that uh, Snyder Cut talk. Fuck you guys, you fucking cooks. Oh, boy. There we go, guys. All right. Well, I'll kick off with the first one. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, our first email. Uh, comes from Jim S. And this email is about the uh, episode Duende. Uh, this email was received September 3rd, 2019. So never forget. That's right. Uh, in four months, that'll be a year, right? Yikes. All right. Uh, great podcast as always, fellas. Uh, but, I, it, but I wouldn't be me if I didn't make a couple of pedantic points. First, as to Anthony DeJolange's clapping, I have the DVD. And they show uh, the music being played during the dancing on the show uh, was not what was being played during the filming. In fact, it was difficult to match up the dancers and the music during uh, editing because of the pace of the dancing being altered so much in editing. Uh, so I give Anthony a pa pass on this one. That's, That's right. We were, fair. we were all That's joking that fair. like the clapping does not match the music, right? Yeah, no. That was... um, <laughs> as to the moral question, I thought there was a great one. Uh, as Gillian Horvath points out in the commentary on the DVD, in 1850, it's McLeod who was the bad guy. Kinsone is acting according to the dictates of society at that time. He asked the girl's father for her hand, as was proper at the time. Uh, I don't know about that. We'll, we'll revisit that after I read the, the rest, I guess. Yeah. Um, as to Max wanting to beat Kinsone in the circle, I took it to mean that Max Pride was hurt in 1850 by losing a fight and having a woman save him. And by God, he's going to beat Consone at Consone's game. A total pride and vanity move by McLeod. Mythos would have had a field day. Gillian also pointed out how Consone's revenge was really a Highlander thing. Someone who could have revenge for decades, for centuries. Keep up the good work, Jim from Detroit. Thank you, Jim. Yes, thank you, Jim. I've got yeah, thoughts. Think, you guys have I thoughts. There is an element that, like, a, a kind of anachronistic element that, like, McLeod is an interloper like he is breaching societal norms no that's not evil like right he's not like really the bad guy <laughs> but i think that might, i think his point about like uh that mac may mac is the one out of like the culture of the times is perhaps well noted but that's also like consoni is still just a piece of shit like right he yeah. doesn't need to treat Mac like garbage and then murder this woman. Like, those are, <laughs> that is not okay. No. He's definitely a, a dastardly villain. Mm. Wait, da dastardly is exactly the term for him. No. Uh, He's like dick dastardly. 
I, I do agree with uh, you know Jim's point and Gillian's point that like this is a very Highlander thing. Like someone to have revenge through the centuries. Like that's a great idea too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, just as the Highlander concept, although it's not like through the centuries as much in this episode. Uh, although the character embodies that idea that like he's someone who could have taken revenge for centuries. Uh, we I don't know. Do we ever get an episode like that? That would be kind of interesting, I suppose. We get it in the Big Finish Highlander. Oh, that's right. Episode. That's right. Very they do explore good. this concept poorly. Very yes. good. <laughs> uh, also, like, I don't know that this is explored in it. But it's something I was thinking about, uh, in part because uh, I just read Madeline Miller's book, Circe, which is like a, I don't know, it's a fictionalized version of various Greek myths about the titular Circe. One of the things that's really compelling in this book is the way they depict gods and immortality. Mm -hmm. And like this kind of like vapid, boring existence that they lead. And, that, and one of the things they're always saying is like, they crave novelty because that's the only thing that like breaks up their eternity. And one thing that I think could be interesting about a character, it's like, has this preoccupation with vengeance because what else do you have to do? Like, he's immortal, his immortality like hangs on him, like, you know, this curse in which nothing is new and you're bored by everything. It's like, well, what else do I have to do but avenge past wrongs? Like. What, what, why am I supposed to get up in the morning? I don't think they explore that with concern, eh? but I think that's potentially a, something ripe. Because otherwise, it's like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, right. Why on earth do you need to seek vengeance on this scale? Um, anyway, side thought. Right. Uh, time to get up, get the coffee on, and reek some vengeance. Right. Reek? Is that right? Reek? Reek vengeance? I don't yep. know if that's right. That's sure. Right. I think yeah. so. Sure. Sure. All right. Next email. Who's going to read it? Eamon? Kyle? Yeah, I'll read it. All right. Uh, this is uh, Mark's three things on forgive us our trespasses from Mark N., our friend. This was an episode that strangely countered deep, insightful Highlander moments with odd, unjustified Highlander moments. There was certainly a great story in here, but I feel it just didn't come together. For one, it was definitely done on a budget with a few extra characters, large battles or extensive flashbacks. No quickening and the reuse of old footage, while helpful, made the whole thing feel a lot more padded. I feel the end of the episode could have been made so much better had McLeod won and decided not to kill Keen, showing how he's able to surpass his moral quandary in the heat of battle versus just shooting Keen, uh, shooing Keen away and then explaining to Mythos and Amanda how uh, Battle decided who would be correct. Ugh. That denouement was terrible. Here are my three things. Hmm? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, and here's his three things. Uh, Keith thought Duncan was using his Scottish accent at the end of the fight with Keen. Well, I heard a little of that lilt in Not This Time, it didn't really come out to me. What did come out, however, was when Duncan woke up from his flashback nightmare and almost stabbed, struck Amanda next to him. And he definitely said, it was just a dream with the full accent and rolled R. Dream. That's, dream. that's kind of funny. Uh, just, uh, 
I don't know. Reading, hearing Mark's message made me so irritated all over again about like the Max response to this whole thing. Yeah, I, I really hated that. <laughs> you, you, you still don't get it. You don't get it. You guys did pick apart Sean Burns' timeline with Keen quite accurately. One thing that could have come up was that if Sean knew that Stephen was out for revenge in 1779, you'd think that he could have brought it up with Duncan when they were all together for Gina and Robert's re-wedding in 1796. Or was it doctor-patient confidentiality a thing back then? <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't want to bring down that wedding, man. That's right. That's pretty funny, though. Uh, yeah, when when was Doctor Patient Confidentiality created? That's a very interesting question. Hmm. Yeah, wow. I I honestly don't know, but my guess is it's a more modern construction than that. Yeah. Uh, Diplomatic immunity. I don't know. Also, why. I can't imagine <laughs> getting that information as his doctor. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm a lawyer. This conversation is not privileged. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah, I hate to I hate to tell you this, but when you record and broadcast a conversation, not privileged. I uh, thought all these podcasts were privileged yeah. information. Yeah. Nor are most conversations that we would have unless you were explicitly seeking my legal advice. So I shouldn't have mentioned all those crimes? Yeah, no. Problem with the crimes. You should oh. not uh, as a blanket default confess crimes on air. Okay. The Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> oh, hate those crimes. Hate that movie. <laughs> bad crimes, bad movie. <laughs> uh, it, it all fits together. Yeah. And Mark's third point, as Mac and Keen come together for their final battle amidst all the trains, one shot of Keen walking beside a train actually is recycled footage from one minute to midnight of Jacob, Jacob Galati doing the same thing. Oh, that's a good catch. Yeah. Gelato. I forgot about that. What did we used to call him? What was his Gelato. name? Gelato. Gelato, of course. Right. Gelato. It writes itself. Sorry. Good thing Keen had changed from his horrendous orange coat to a more conventional black. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he was the orange uh, king or whatever. Yeah, during his like club scene. That's right. Clubbing That's with some... Amanda. Very good. Yeah. That's some good shit right there. That's a very ugly coat <laughs> oh, um, i'm gonna read one real quick uh because it was a question we got this week from uh the moderator of the highlander discuss facebook group and here's a quick uh plug for them go join the group uh just search for highlander rewatch discuss and uh yeah just you know fill out the little questionnaire and you can get into the group and uh talk about highlandery stuff and specifically this podcast but paul h wrote us uh he asks us what is more philadelphia the sitcom uh it's always sunny in philadelphia or 30 something now I gotta confess, I've never seen Thirty Something, so Ditto. It's been years and years, so is Thirty Something as completely wacky as It's Always Sunny? Because if it isn't, then I would say It's Always Sunny seems to embody the weirdness of Philadelphia. I don't I don't think it's as weird. So I might have to go with It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Although there's other has anyone seen the new Philly show, uh Dispatches from Elsewhere? No. no. I've heard very good things about it, and uh, apparently it showcases the city very well. So, wow, who's in it? Uh, Jason Siegel. Oh, Andre Three Thousand. What's her name? Um, What's her face? Yeah, what's her face? Ah, damn it, Sally Fields, right? Oh, wow. Saw Jason Siegel walking around 
Philly while they were filming that. Uh, my fiance and I were at uh, the cantina eating tacos, and who do we see walk by but a very tan Jason Siegel who looks down. I was like, that looks good, <laughs> and then like kept going. Right. It was kind of wild. I was like, oh, well, that was interesting. Yeah, that was like a, a Philly thing over this last summer, right? Was like, yeah. uh, and then Andre three thousand like had a like a weird wooden flute, and, and he like, would just walk around the city playing the flute. So there's all these like great Instagram and Twitter videos of. It's like we saw them, and they're just playing his little flute on like Walnut yeah. Street. Very odd. Yeah, <laughs> but more to him, he can get away with that shit. Sure. Three his ten. last name is a number, so he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> that's that's the power of a number, baby. That's right. All right. So next email. Uh, here we go. Here. Uh, let's see. So it's another one from Mark N. Three things on forgive us our trespasses. Did we skip one? Oh, or did I just read a second one? Uh, or I was just about to read Eamon's. I'm sorry. No, Eamon just read number three. That's I what I meant. Okay, so the next one we're doing actually is a voicemail. Here we go. Uh, so I get off the hook. You don't have to hear me read. Isn't that exciting? I think uh, it's going to be Kyle. What's that? I think it's Kyle's turn. It's, it's okay. It's my turn. We're going to do a voicemail, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure, whatever. Well, we've, we've gone around once, right? We've gone around the horn once. No, but we play the voicemail. Kyle didn't get to go yet, but since you did the second one, there's yep. only been two. Only two, baby. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought Paul. you read one, Kyle. No, Paul one. Now this is raw, guys. We're not editing this out. Whoops. Yeah. All right, Kyle, you also, read the next one. Also, we skipped number two and jumped to number three, so I'm gonna backtrack. Ah, bit. see, that's that's why I thought we. Had... That's what I did. Whoops. See, sorry. so Eamon, this is all your fault. So I'm gonna oh, just oh, turn my. off your camera. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, apologize to everyone in the Zoom call and in podcast land. I do not. Okay. So we're actually no, dipping our toes back into Duende with another email from Mark with Trace Things. Uh, first off, he notes that he is skipping three things about the ransom of Richard Redstone. Because, quote, put simply, it's horrible. I watched it but couldn't bear to get even my coarse-to-tooth comb to pick it apart any further than you guys did. Uh, great job, rewatchers, sparing the rest of us fans for paying attention to this train wreck of an episode. Any more heed than we needed to. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Mark. Yeah. I mean, your th things are great, but what would your three things for Ransom of Richard Redstone be? Just three fart noises? <laughs> uh, Everyone do get their fart noise. <laughs> Beautiful. What was the third one? Did we miss one? Oh, well. Okay, that, that's it, Eamon. It's like a weird bubbly sound. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a silent but deadly one. That's right. All right. Uh, so, on to Duende. A great uh, outing and demonstration of McLeod's sense of honor being used in a more chivalrous way instead of as an annoying trope as it has been seen uh, in some later episodes in the series. Kudos to Richie as well, continuing on his path as a partner more than a sidekick, transitioning to Nightwing from Robin, as it were. Oh. I support that reference. Yeah, that's good. Uh, here are my three things on uh, Duende. Or really, is uh, Richie more of a, a Robin, more of a Jason Todd, if you will? We know what happened to him. That was rough. Yeah. Ooh, mama. That pipe? That's a Highlander weapon, though. Uh, that was a crowbar. Oh, it was a crowbar. Oh, sorry, guys. Never mind. 
Pike v. Crowbar, mm. Dawn of Justice. Um, anyway, his three things. Despite being killed again in Haunted, the voice of Gerard Kagan, a.k.a. Sheriff Bad Guy, a.k.a. Inspector LeBron, a.k.a. many other voices in the show, is heard again as Teresa's dad, showing that even in show, they can still cast local actors whose English is so bad that they have to get John Novak to voice them. <laughs> that is very funny. Just the amount of uh, times they need to sub out people is kind of amazing. Even when they filmed in, the, in Vancouver. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that's remarkable is redubbing the English speaking actors with just yeah. well, clearer yeah. speakers. Yeah, and also, like, these people spoke English, too, in France. Like, right. Just not well enough, I guess. I bet it was just fine. Yeah. Not well enough. So the fancy ma uh, Spanish music features the, the not Freddie Mercury voice heard earlier at various points in End of Innocence. Oddly, that episode also had a link to Ramirez as Innocence featured his teacher and Duende, one of his students. Oh, ah. wait. So, what's the connection to Ramirez in this one? In Duende? Yeah. That Graham Ash was, I guess, Ramirez's. But wasn't that End of Innocence? Right. And then in Duende, I guess, what, Duncan is a student of Graham? Well, Duncan's in every episode. So yeah, I don't know. Out. I don't know. Is that the connection? I don't know. What am I, I missing? Was Kinsone a student of Ramirez? Do we miss that? Maybe we are forgetting that. I don't. I'm sure we would have brought that up on the podcast at the time. I'm I'm having a tough time remembering if that was brought up though, or like was mentioned in the show. I don't remember it being mentioned. I don't know. We're missing something here. Clearly. Uh, well, at least according to the Wikipedia, his teacher was Ramirez. Uh, I don't remember that being said in the episode though huh it might but have been on the highlander wiki it does say as much interesting Ooh. we'll take that with a grain of salt i think but uh bad job ramirez bad job that's right yeah he really screwed the pooch with this one that's revolting very good uh so the more you know anyway and Wesley, you guys noted that Raw Dog Ryan, good reference, thank you. We haven't busted that one out in a while. Uh, <laughs> offering a job to the two dancers, but not specifically why. He offhandedly mentioned that he is looking for entertainment for his hotel, a callback to previous episodes. There we go. That is the Ransom of Richard Redstone connection, right? Yeah. <laughs> this episode, therefore, loses points for making us remember the <laughs> episode. That's funny. Fair, fair all around. I can't believe it. I'm at the circus. <laughs> so good. It is so good. Thank you, Mark. These are uh, worthwhile insights here. I'm curious about if, if uh, listeners know where this connection to Ramirez is explored. Are we just forgetting? Because it's been since uh it's been, <laughs> a very long time it's been like eight months since we covered this or is this in some kind of extended highlander media that we maybe don't have under our, our pingies mm. maybe maybe okay. it's the rona the rona has gotten into our brain. oh you think it's a side effect of that probably all our highlander knowledge mm -hmm. i mean 
I feel like I'm generally forgetting things during this period because all days blur together and I forgot <laughs> what the concept of time designates. If I didn't have to bill time to clients, I don't think I would understand the passage of time anymore. It's pretty rough. Mm. Uh, but I believe, Keith, you have a voicemail for us. That's right. We're finally, we're back to this. So, uh, um, so we've got this. Uh, this is also from September. Whoops. Um, this is a voicemail. Uh, we got uh, we got an audio message here from a friend of the show, a super fan, uh, podcast adjacent gentleman, uh, David G. Uh, and so I'm going to play this uh, for you. This was in reference to the episode 516, Forgive Us Our Trespasses, uh, specifically to set the stage. Uh, so that's the one with um, Keen, I guess, right? Yes. And at the end, you know, they're playing on the barge. Uh, you know, they're playing chess or whatever, right? With Mythos and Amanda. Mythos. Mythos. Yeah. All right, so. Mythos Sukasa. That's pretty good. I'm thinking That's that. right. How's my Mythos impression? It's wonderful. <laughs> it is bad. Okay, fine. Um, all right, here we go. Ooh. Yeah, right? Here we go with the voicemail. Voicemail, Keith, David, I, I'm yelling at my phone because you guys don't get that the chess game is fucking uh, Duncan saying that he played them all like chess pieces, like he's the mastermind. This doesn't have shit to do with Darius. It has to do with a, a fucking obvious scene. He's like looking how small, how smart I am. I played you all like fucking pieces because I'm the game master. Jesus Christ, is there any you couldn't see that? <laughs> oh my god. Really guys, really. Holy shit. Uh, Highlander re-something that I don't say. <laughs> anyway, also there are a pair of jeans that you can wear that help you get that, um, that extra kick. Uh, Chuck Norris used to endorse them and sell them uh, in the back of Black Belt magazine. They have a special, um, the way the seam is constructed, it's like a triangle runs along the underside, or more like a, sorry, a quadrangle, runs along the underside of your crotch. They give you that extra, that extra, um, that extra give, I guess. Just a skosh more to, to make those kicks. Anyway, great show, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this message. <laughs> also, I, I want those, those pants. Uh, We're going to be talking about those pants, I think, soon. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of amazing. So what do we think of this, this point about the image of playing them like chess pieces? I mean, it does kind of make perfect sense. Uh, like, it makes sense, but it's dumb. Yes. I think this right. Like, I think this is perhaps the correct interpretation. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think if I recall correctly, and I could be mis misremembering, but I think we might have missed that very obvious, uh, um, not so subtle um, visual cue. But I think more our problem was like that Duncan's a dickhead. I yeah, think exactly. I think like, that's why I, we were mad. Uh, I think David is correct in positing that that is the image that it is supposed to evoke, but that is dumb. Like that is a stupid way for this to be, it makes Duncan insufferable. Also, it's like, you're scheming, like, you're playing like a chess piece, this guy whose life you fucking ruined already? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Anyway. I think, I think mostly we, we hate Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's very terrible in this episode. 
Actually, but only in this moment. Honestly, like, this moment recontextualizes everything he does previously in the episode and makes him a dickhead. Right. I think otherwise, he's in a somewhat sympathetic and difficult position where, you know, he, he has to reconcile with legitimate wrongs that he has committed and perhaps the, and the legitimate anger directed at him from Keen that this, like, cycle of vengeance has produced. All that's right. interesting. Stuff. But then for him at the end, be like, oh, I played you like chess pieces. <laughs> just kind of a dick move. It just like makes him seem like an asshole who's not actually taking the stakes of this seriously. What do I know? Is that call tickled me? Thank you, David. Yes. And we got a lot of uh, like a uh, seamstress info, I guess, or what, what would you call that? Emming, emming info. All those different facts about yeah. pants. Yeah. Pants. pants facts. Do we have some more pants facts? Uh, we might. And some uh, Chuck Norris facts. Yeah, so not only did David uh, call us about it, uh, but friend of the show, Emma P, uh, sent us an email with a picture. I'm going to display that for you guys. Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about how can you kick in jeans, right? That's the way this all went. Yeah, yeah that was part of this, because there's some high kicks going on here. So these well, are uh, the Chuck Norris action jeans. You guys think of this. This is kind of amazing. <laughs> also, I like that we get to choose between mustache Norris and uh, full-on beard Norris. Yeah. Keith, think of this. You, Look at this. That seam in there. To, there it is. Thank you. There Whoa. it is. That lets the whole thing be possible, guys. Oh, these were like Lululemons before they were Lululemons. Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have, well, I think you guys had a picture of this. I sh uh, we should have played the catalog game with this. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, we well. I would have blown it. I'm not going to lie. This is a good deal. 1995? Yeah. I, I honestly think I would have guessed 40 on these, I think is where I would have come they out. They might be $40 today. Well, What's going on here in the corner? Look at this. Uh, Boom. Bam, take that, you piece of shit. <laughs> right in the dick, too. Yeah, right. Is that Chuck kicking in the Yeah, it is. Dog? He's Man. actually doing his best Ken from Street Fighter impression in that one. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this. Uh, so those are the uh, <laughs> Chuck Norris action <laughs> jeans. All right. Nice. I heard the Hadouken at the end. I was telling my friend about this. Uh, when I was in school, I was witnessing a fight, like a schoolyard fight. Oh, wow. One of the kids Started. who was beating the other kid up was like yelling street fighter moves as he was beating <laughs> the kid up. Was he winning? He and were those street fighter moves like the actual moves he was doing? He was not actually doing the moves, but like he'd punch the kid and he'd go like, Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Uh, cool. Yeah. That's, That's my good. story. Wow. Yeah. All right, it. who wants to read the next one? Like, boom! Should uh, I read this one? Yeah, you read it. All right, By cool. All means. Uh, so this is from February, uh, and this is from Joseph in Los February. Angeles. February. That's right. Uh, he says, as the series wraps up, I wanted to write in and say thanks to the podcast. I've been listening for two to three years and think I've heard all of the episodes. I've never watched Highlander uh, because born in 91, maybe I'm a couple years too young, um, or just didn't have any horny old ladies in my life. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and it's fun to listen to the podcast episodes and try to imagine what Highlander is. Um, I don't mean this as an insult, but a lot of uh, listening gets done at work 
and commuting as kind of background noise. And I'm still not sure how Duncan and Connor McLeod re uh, relate. Um, at one point, I thought they might have been the same person. Wow. Um, also, not sure WTF a watcher is, uh, but that job position seems irrelevant. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think you guys make a great discussion team of both funny and serious material, and thanks for all the entertainment. My favorite episode is probably the bitching about bar exits. Uh, I love that shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I also like the Name Your Representative game the pricing game, and all of uh, Eamon's impersonations. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> impressive that you stuck through to the end, plus all the bonus content. Uh, thanks again, Kyle, Eamon, uh, and Keith, and all the Highlander fans out there. Uh, Joe from Los Angeles. Wow. So this, you, I am amazed that someone gets utility out of our show, and, and delighted that someone gets utility out of our show without having watched the series yeah. or the movies. And we should also give a big thank you to cool. Joseph. Uh, he donated $20 to the podcast. And so thank you very much for doing that. Uh, it really means a lot. You're, very you're a beautiful man. I hope you still listen. Mm -hmm. And I hope you are healthy, wealthy, and wise. Very so good. If he wants to do that, he better start going to bed like, I know. early. Yeah. And maybe waking up early. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That last part might be optional. Mm. but. Uh, maybe, maybe save some pennies. Yeah. I, I'm kind of entertained by the uh, watcher job being irrelevant because it kind of does seem irrelevant. Well, Joe's extremely shitty at it. Like, I don't see how he, he's picking up a paycheck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's so bad at watching. I guess he just works his job back of house. You know what else is kind of interesting? Like, I mean, I get the, the notion in the watchers that, like, well, they, you know, they never interfere, they don't want to be seen. Uh, but, like, as a byproduct of that, like, their history is only the history of, like, what an immortal is doing. Like, oh, right. Duncan's a fucking newspaper dude, and then he killed this guy. And it's like, okay, shrug, I guess. Like, shouldn't they also maybe have someone befriend? I don't know. Like, what about all the, like, regular history? Yeah. That they don't talk about. Wait, wait, like, wait. these people have lived through, like, historical events. Uh, I don't know. Like, their, their history, the, the Watcher's history never represents that, I guess. Like, the insight these people may have had. To give, like, first-hand accounts, I guess. But that's a whole different argument. I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm babbling. There's one more email left. How about that? Exciting. Wait, I have a quick question. So, do you think uh, the Watchers, like, before indoor plumbing was invented, like, watched immortals, like, take doo-doos in the woods and stuff? I'm sorry, What? <laughs> Like, so before indoor plumbing, when they were watchers, do you think, like, a watcher watched an immortal, like, poop in the woods? I mean, not hearing you was not the reason I said what. Oh, okay. <laughs> These are the things I think about. Yeah. It's like that a, in your reboot, if you wrote the reboot? I, it, if I do the reboot, that's all it's going to be. <laughs> watchers watching people shit in the woods? Yep. Just going to be like, hmm, interesting. Hmm, does the poop <laughs> shit in the woods? Uh, uh, that's Duncan's wiping technique. Yeah. <laughs> that's I forget whether this was in the Game <laughs> of Thrones series, but in the books, uh, light spoily, when uh, Jamie has to like keep the books of the Kingsguard, he reads some of the old entries, and one of them every day starts with like July seventeenth, whatever and ever. King so and so moved his bowels, and that's how every single entry starts. It's very that's funny. funny. I thought you were going to say they wiped their 
doo-doos with like dragon scales or something. I mean, that's living high on the hog. Actually, they use the three shells from Demolition Man. Yeah, <laughs> the three seashells. I didn't read the article, but I saw some like clickbaity article that was like the three seashells finally explained. And I didn't click on it, but I should I just have. assume Rob Schneider made a joke about it and somebody made a yeah. right article, but. Well, that was one of the famous Stallone Schneider uh, collaborations. Yeah, I mean, it's no Judge Dredd. Actually, it's better than Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah. It's definitely better than Judge Dredd. <laughs> it has Wesley Snipes. It's true. Right. Famous tax evader, Wesley Snipes, whose yeah. side note is great in that Dolomite movie they made. Oh, that's right, Dolomite. yeah. I right. saw the whole movie without realizing that it was Wesley Snipes, and he crushes it. <laughs> like, Snipes is great. I recently rewatched Blade 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Those movies are, are very good. Not so much Trinity, huh? I've never seen Trinity. I can't bring myself to watch it. I don't think I've ever seen it either, actually. I think I've just seen, like, clips of, like, fucking Ryan Reynolds fighting on a roof. Mm. Mm. Late too. Very good, though. Mm. I'll have to rewatch those. I've not seen those since, like, I was a, a youngin'. Aren't they, aren't they making new Blade movies? They are, with Green Book. Yeah, with Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Michelle Ali a lot. I think he's quite good. He's a very talented actor. Amy, are you drinking one of those fancy whipped coffee beverages? I am. I love it. Living it up on a Sunday. Oh, I'm going to be jittering like a freak later. Like a bug? Yeah, like a bug. Proverbial mm. jitterbug. Jitterbug. <laughs> I like to start listeners' nightmares by my faces. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's reading this last bad boy? Uh, do you want to read it, Kyle? Sure. This is a fine message from Josh via Patreon. Oh. He says, hey guys, I started re-listening for like the fourth or fifth time. Hell yeah. Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. You love those stats, baby. That's right. And I heard in the first episode that you guys hadn't watched the series in years. I'm wondering now, have you watched the entire series since the show started, or are you only watching what you need for recording sessions? Do you ever go back and watch the better episodes again now just for your random fandom? I could so, start. Oh, go ahead, Eamon. Yeah. Oh, no. Do you want to go, Keith? Or sure. like uh, Yeah, it's weird. Well, when this whole thing started, you know, uh, I had actually watched the first season. And at the end of the first season, I was like, oh, this would be a fun podcast and called you guys. Uh, but once I hit that point, uh, I stopped watching entirely. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. It's been in some ways it's been weird because like part of me, well, at least when we first started, like just wanted to binge the show. Uh, but it was, it's also good to not know what's coming really. Uh, I mean, I only have like my, you know, rely on my memories for what's coming up or whatever. Uh, so, but they're not fresh in my mind. So that's for the reason. Yeah. Likewise. I have not, I have made it a point and I agree that it's been tricky sometimes to not watch ahead of where we are. But to answer the second part of the question, a few of my favorites in the many years since we started this, I've gone back and like rewatched again. And like, I've rewatched the premiere and rewatched like some real heavy hitters like Valkyrie and stuff like that over the, over the time. But Leader you know, of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like trying, but I don't know. I tried to the extent possible to preserve that like first view for the show. Yeah. Uh, just because, I don't know, I think one of our, one, a decision we made early was to try to take each episode as they come without thinking too far ahead of what happens. Uh, 
as I guess an editorial position for the podcast to yeah. take. Yeah, we don't like spoil things. Right. We try not to for the for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both not to spoil and like just analytically to make our first approach on something be what would I think at the time if I saw this for the first time? Right. Is tends to be the approach we take. Um, so to try to preserve that, I try to avoid thinking about things that come afterwards, which I would necessarily do if I watch too far ahead. Yeah. So a- yeah. and Eamon, oh, good. Yeah, I would just say I would watch ahead once we were done the season um, to try to come up with the season artwork. Um, uh, but I'll 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 mostly go back and watch like clips, mm. like um, like I've watched the Mythos speech to Duncan about how many people he's killed a bunch. Um, how many was that? Ten thousand. Oh, okay. <laughs> ten thousand. Ten thousand. Like so, I watch clips of parts I like mostly. Right. Um, I like that Carl Robinson Duncan fight in the gym. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. I watched the um. The clip of the guy going outstanding. Uh, right. I love that clip. The bitches in heat clip. That's a quote from the show. That's, That's a right. quote from the show. I know. <laughs> just the people that aren't. I'm not just. I'm not just cussing cussing ladies out. That's right. <laughs> now, Eamon, you and I a couple years ago did get together and watched. Did we watch Endgame and I think the Source in one night? I believe we did. Yeah. I don't know where Kyle was. Kyle, you were busy. I was not present for this. Yeah, but like, I think you had not seen maybe this. I think you had seen Endgame at a bar. uh, Yes. Which is good. Uh, But never seen the source. So we wanted to kind of dip our toes into it. Uh, But also that was like years ago now, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. I I don't remember that much from the source. I don't either. I remember we watched some. uh, Remember that guy's helmet. That's all I remember. Yeah. And how good it was. Oh, that too, obviously. I can't wait to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Lovely movie. Yep. Soon, um, soon, yeah. soon. Endgame. Um, I'm excited. I'm actually excited to talk about Endgame. Well, talking to Lambert the other day got me really amped to, yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody uh, for writing in. Uh, we're sorry again it's taking us this long to get to everyone's reader mail, but yep, we're getting through it, which is good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep it coming, baby. That's right. Uh, so some of our uh, upcoming episodes, we're going to do some more reader mail like this. Um, I think we've talked about, some people have submitted uh, some music selections, uh, their recommendations. So we might like play a couple of them either on here, or maybe on Patreon, we'll see. Uh, and just kind of give our thoughts on the music you shared and help share that music a little bit more with everybody, uh, which would be cool. I hope everyone enjoyed the music episodes. Uh, if you did, let us know. We'll do another one. If it wasn't really your thing, I guess, uh, oh well. I- some people have let us know it was not their thing. Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, <laughs> Rock and roll! Right. Oh, Liverpool Eamon's back. Hello, boys. It's me. <laughs> I love rock and roll music. I love rocking and rolling every night. Wow. That seems tough. That's a lot of work. It's very exhausting. You can't go to bed early or wake up early living that lifestyle. I'm neither healthy, wealthy, or wise, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we hope everyone does stay uh, healthy by keeping wise. Ooh, look at that transition. 
Uh, and, you know, washing your hands, yeah. wearing your face masks, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, stay safe out there. Um, as things, you know, start to normalize, we're going to eventually have a discussion about, even <laughs> yeah, get on with it. Uh, we'll have a discussion about, you know, bringing the show's regular format back. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll take it one step at a time as new information becomes available. Uh, but, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to write us uh, if you have any questions or want to contribute to the show at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram at Highlander Rewatched. Uh, and hit us up on Twitter at the Rewatchers. Uh, so you know, Eamon's going to be posting stuff uh, from those accounts, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, and also um, follow Mr. Eamon B. Doc on Instagram if you want to see this this sweet sweet artwork. That's right. Thank you. And follow the Highlander official Instagram account. That's right. Yeah. Thanks everybody for. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, started following it after our Christopher Lambert interview. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't already, head on over there and uh, click the subscribe button or follow button, I guess, on Instagram. Yeah, the solid follow. Good people, good posts, good people, stuff. Good posts. Good, good food, good people, good posts. Papa good John. food. Papa John. Did you see Papa John's mansion? He did like a tour of his mansion. Ugh. It's obscene how like grandiose this fucking thing is. Is it all like pizza art? Yeah, it's all pizza. It's all those pizza boxes. Piled up. Yeah. We'll have to watch, I'll have to watch that now. Yeah. And, and the N word is like written. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, he's. I'm not going <laughs> to. Yep, Papa John's. Papa John, an well, American hero. We've been here rewatching. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Be safe. Bye. Uh,